What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and we are uh, doing our daily Devo here with Trust in Jesus Ministries. We're on Genesis chapter 7, verse 1 through 10. Know about the end of the ark. The rain is about to start coming, and the flood is about to start rising. That's what we got here, guys. And so uh, if you haven't checked it out, read 7, 1 through 10. See what it has to say. Come back, and we're going to answer these four questions. If you've already read, let's go ahead and jump into these questions, man. The first question is, uh, what's the author trying to convey to the audience he's writing to? What's he saying? What's he literally saying? And uh, it was Noah got in the ark, man. God told him. The Lord said, go, get into the ark, man. Take your family with you. And uh, he does it. He, get, he says that he saw that Noah was a righteous person among his contemporaries, among this generation. He said that, that Noah was righteous. And so he told him to get in the ark, man. He saw him, he recognized him, and he had favor on him. Man. Um, and then he said, take uh, these animals, um, the clean animals get a pairs of seven, and then the unclean animals pairs of two. And uh, male and female, or uh, yeah, were one and his mate is also what, what some say. But uh, yeah, so he got one of each to preserve life. That was the reason why he said that, uh, that uh, you preserve life for the seed of these animals. And so Noah's mandate was to go into the ark himself. And then secondly, that he would save all of the animal life, the birds, the beast of the field, uh, the creepy crawly things, man. It says all of the animals on the face of the earth so he can uh, make sure that they stay alive and that there will be a new, um, there will be a, a new creation, basically. And so um, after that, it says seven days. God said seven days, man, it's going to start raining. And it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. And again, it, it uh, the writer pushes the fact that all will be perishing, that this flood will uh, uh, will destroy everything on the face of the land. And it's it's um, unique that God says that he had made, too. It's because he's the one who created it, and he's the one that can destroy it. He has ruling power over it. And then it says that Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him, man. Noah is faithful to do the thing that he does. And then after that, it talks about that this is the year, 300, I think it was, he was 300 uh, and it's significant because the authors of the scriptures want to make sure that everything is grounded in reality, that there's a time that this happened in um, in actual space and time and existence, that this is historical. And so he places it within a date that's common to um, um, them, and that is uh, Abraham. That's Noah's year of life. Um, it was 300 years. Other times it uses kings and it uses uh specific like uh um, um events that happen like uh, uh catastrophes um like one time talks about an earthquake that happened in amos and so yeah they want to ground these things in reality so when you read it you say oh this happened in the actual space and time this was in real existence this is not fake this is not some kind of um story or myth that i'm trying to tell you but it's truth it's actual reality and so they they ground it in the date of noah uh and on noah's birth date and he's 300 years then it says that the floods came man and uh god said again that they or they walked into there it, it specifies the fact that noah and his family got into the ark 
and that they were saved from the floodwaters that came uh, because uh, God was going to bring that that flood, man. God's going to bring that flood. And he says that he is uh, going to destroy all life on earth. But he also says this, that uh, that the animals came to Noah they like um, the Lord had commanded them. They came to Noah. Ain't that something, man, that that the life, the thing that God asked for um, Noah to do, he partnered with him in getting it done. Noah didn't have to go wrangle up uh, these animals trying to figure out how to get two by two, seven by seven. But God brought these animals to him so that uh, he can accomplish the task that he had for him to accomplish. And then after the seven days, it says him and his family got in the ark and then uh, it started to rain. And so what is what is uh, this this thing that they're saying about God here? The author has to convey a message or he doesn't have to, but he wants to. <laughs> the Bible is a theological book. And so um, the author has to say something about God and who he is, his character. And I think he's saying he's faithful, man. He said that uh, seven days the rain would come, seven days the rain came. Also, he told uh, Noah that um, to go get these animals, and he these animals came. Man, I think that um, speaks to his power. Is that uh, he is able to command the animals which he created to do the thing that he wants them to do. It's funny how we as humans don't um, don't obey or follow God, but animals in their natural state do. They just they do what God says. He's also gracious, man, because he preserves Noah. He didn't have to. I mean, uh, he saw Noah and he was righteous and he was he was gracious to him because it says that he was just actually it just says that he was righteous among his um, contemporaries or amongst the the, uh, the generation that was there. And so uh, obviously he sins. We're going to see that as he falls later on. But God still shows favor with him. And he keeps his promises, man. That's faithfulness again, because the idea that he made a promise to preserve his people despite the sin is continuing. <laughs> and, and, and it's like mankind is doing everything they can do to break this promise, make God break this promise. But God will not allow it, man. He said he was going to do something, and so he does it. And we talked earlier about um, in in the beginning of this is that God is faithful to his promise. That's the big theme, a big overarching theme of the book of Genesis is that God made a covenant. And in that covenant, he's going to keep it. He's going to keep his promises. What's to say about man? Well, I think it says that we as humans should be faithful to do what God has called us to do. We see a, uh, um, a continuance of and Abraham and Noah did all that God had commanded and Noah did all that God had commanded. And we're seeing that that is what Noah is doing, faithfully following God. So that's a mandate that we are called to do is faithfully follow the Lord. But I think it also says um, that uh, man is is sinful. It, it's sad to say that's why they were destroyed upon this world and that we should live righteously despite being in a world that is going to be destroyed. How do we uh, apply these truths to our lives, man? Well, first off, I think it's important for us to trust in the faithfulness of God. Man, see 
that God is faithful to his word and that he will do as he says. And because he will do as he says, then when he tells us to do something, we can trust that it is in the best interest for us to do it. Uh, we already saw he's gracious that he would preserve a person and a people despite the wickedness around them. And so I think that we should trust his faithfulness. And then that trust is displayed by obedience. Let's do what God has called us to. So today, look at your life, see what he's called you to and do it. Look and see what God has called you to. He's called you a bunch of things. If you just read his word, he has specific commands that as children of God, we're to follow. And so let's just do it. I appreciate you guys for listening. And I will see you as we get back and we talk about the flood because uh, we got a couple of things, I think, that that are interesting about uh, Noah, the flood and the ark and then God, because I hadn't noticed it until I started studying it. So I'm excited to share those things and I will see you guys in the next episode.